good enough is perfect. Good enough is perfect. Yeah. To get something from good enough to perfect, it's like those one percent things that stress you out that only you'll notice, right? I'll get my girlfriend to edit or not to edit to listen to my stuff when I'm editing it because I'm like I'm on like the second hour of trying to clean this audio and I can hear the background noise and I'm like this sounds so bad. Can you <laughs> listen to this? And she'll be like, I don't hear a back. I I don't hear anything. You get in your own head and you like. So now I've just stopped worrying. Maybe there's some background noise. It's not the end of the world. Everyone like, no, I've never got a comment about all oh, your back. There's a lot of background noise in your podcast. Yeah. I think I've done a pretty good job being able to clean it up, right. but I think trying to make it absolutely perfect is just going to stress you out. And many people aren't even going to care or even notice. So there's so no true. point. So true, man. Welcome to the, it's not that deep podcast. I'm your host Deepak Sharma. And this podcast aims to connect different communities under the premise that we're all fundamentally the same. We tend to overcomplicate most things in life. This podcast is really just a conversation and it's not that deep. This week, I chat with my friend Jacob Kelly, a digital content creator at Ottawa Sports and Entertainment Group, who is in charge of the social media for the Ottawa Red Blacks and Ottawa 67s. What sets Jacob apart, however, is his experience and talent for podcasting. He's the host of the My Social Life podcast, where he interviews influencers and people with huge social media followings to learn more about their journey. If that wasn't enough, Jacob's also the host and producer of the Ottawa Red Blacks Unfiltered podcast. Jacob played an instrumental role in helping me when I was just starting out It's Not That Deep by giving me advice that helps me to this day. In this episode, he drops knowledge bombs on content creation, podcast strategy, and so much more. Today's podcast is sponsored by Podpack Solutions. When I started a podcast, I had no idea how much time and effort goes into editing and putting out content every week. That doesn't stop me from doing it, but it can be a roadblock for many busy people and businesses to get started. Podpack Solutions will help you create, launch, produce, edit, distribute, and grow a podcast for your brand or business. Our mission is to take the pain out of podcasting, so you just have to hit record. I hope you enjoy the episode today, and just remember, it's not that deep. Jacob Kelly, welcome to the It's Not That Deep podcast, brother. Thank you so much for having me, man. I've been waiting, waiting for this moment, so I'm stoked to finally be here. Man, I've been waiting too. It's been it's been a journey so far, and you're a big part of that for me. Uh, like I just just rewinding on this whole podcast experience right now. Like when I decided to get into it. Um, you know, you meet some interesting people. I've met Hayden and he's quite close with you. And he's like, oh, you got to talk to my buddy, Jacob. I'm like, All right, cool. So we grab coffee and just sitting down and getting to meet you, talk to you, pick your brain about this whole space that I know nothing about. It gave me so much clarity and motivation just at that moment. And I'm still a noob in this game, but I'm sitting here with the pod god. man. <laughs> You're a podcasting beast. Uh, host of My Social Life, uh, which is over 50 episodes now, right? Yeah, I, th- I think episode, time of recording this right now, 73 is out. 73, bro. What the? You're a beast, man. That, that's nuts. And you just started it when? I started it in, I think the first episode came out like July 30th, 2018. That's what a journey that, that must have been, man. We'll definitely get into all that, but you're also a uh, digital media coordinator. What would you call it? Yeah, I guess, yeah, digital marketing coordinator. Like, there's so many different terms. Like, yeah. I probably say a different one every time my family asks me what I do. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, for OSEC, Ottawa Sports and Entertainment Group, which for those who don't know, uh, handles the Red Blacks, 67s, and uh, what's our soccer team called? We, ha- we had the Fury, but the Fury ended up 
folded. They left, and now there's a new a new team called Atletico Ottawa, and they're not oh, yeah. they're not owned by OSEG though. They're like so they rent TD Place and they'll play their games there, but they're not owned by OSEG. That's very interesting because I heard about that as well. Is it the same like Atletico, like the the famous one, like out in Spain? Yeah, Atletico Madrid. Yeah, so they bought the team in the Canadian Premier League. So it's like That's in their right. like farm system, I guess, somewhere somehow. That's actually pretty hype, man. That shows some promise for like the sport of soccer coming to North America a bit more. Yeah, pretty sweet, man. But yeah, I mean, you have a very impressive resume. We could sit here talking about like all your accomplishments forever, but let's talk about podcasting, man. What got you into it? What was the first like aha moment where it's like, I'm going to start recording myself and putting it out to the world? I see. I don't know if it was an aha moment. I listened to podcasts for probably, I want to say over a year before I started my own. And so that's kind of where the original idea came from was I was listening to a lot of podcasts and I was like, oh, these are, these are cool. And then eventually I'd always been trying to like work on my personal brand. I didn't know that's what I was doing at the time, but like I had a, I had a couple different YouTube channels that I started and stopped doing and all this stuff. And then eventually I was like, maybe I'll start a podcast because I was listening to a bunch. Um, And then I asked for a bunch of gear and I got some gear for Christmas but as I said, my podcast came out in July. So I got a bunch of gear for like Christmas 2017, sat on it for forever because I didn't know what my podcast was going to be about or anything like that. And I just thought about it and I did research and all this stuff. And then eventually I just committed. I found the idea of doing it about social media because I a lot of people thought my podcast was going to be about sports just because of where I work. Yeah. But I'm really interested in the social media. So I was like, I'll make my podcast about that. And kind of the original idea was I was still doing my YouTube channel at the time when I started. And I was like, well, I'll just interview people about how they grew their YouTube channels and I'll apply it to my YouTube channel and I'll blow up. Plus, I'm going to be interviewing these people with big followings. They're going to promote my podcast. My podcast is going to blow up in no time, which is super naive to think. Like, definitely have a year and a half later, I still haven't blown up. But um, yes, the original idea was just trying to wanted to learn more about social media. And so I did it through the podcast. That's such an incredible like insight on that because so many people will go into something like this thinking, oh, well, I'm only like two or three steps away. Like if they just share my post, I mean, naturally my podcast, I'm going to be the next Joe Rogan. Right. So, uh, that's, that's very interesting. It's funny. You mentioned that. What what was it about social media that really like interested you? I don't really, that's kind of tough to nail down. I think it's just marketing is interesting to me. I think it's just kind of where marketing is heading, right? Or marketing is, um, I think it's where everyone hangs out. Like you hang out on social media all the time. Everyone hangs out on their phone on social media. That's where people are most of the time. So I don't really know what it was. I think it was kind of infatuated <laughs> as well with like influencers and that whole being a YouTuber, like being a YouTuber, something I obviously wanted to be, but so I think it was kind of through that, that, I, and then through my job that my job's heavy, heavily involving social media. So it was kind of through a combination of really liking YouTubers and that whole influencer space, as well as my job involving social media, which is kind of how I, came into really really liking social making my podcast about that right so what was your youtube videos like what were they about so i had a couple different ones so way way back like i don't i don't talk about this one too too often i want to start a gaming channel i bought like a capture card and everything i remember i recorded myself probably twice playing video games those have never been posted i don't even know if those files exist anymore (laughs) one of them was like grand theft auto i like played i was gonna do like a walkthrough of grand theft auto didn't make it past like the first mission or whatever Um, And then the first time I started actually posting on YouTube was when I first moved back to Ottawa when I was 18. It was just a vlog channel. I watched a lot of guys. I watched Casey Neistat, Fun Mm -hmm. for Louie, Ben Brown, like all these vloggers at the time. So that was super interesting to me. So I started kind of vlogging, but like 
didn't really know what I was doing. I didn't know anything about cameras and they were like not that great. So I stopped doing that one. And then the second channel I started when I was 19 was called Jack Sports, which okay. was just my initials in sports. And I don't know if you ever watched the YouTuber Philip DeFranco. Yeah. So he talks about like the news and stuff. And I remember him saying in one of his videos that like, if you are looking for a channel on YouTube to watch and you can't find it, create that channel yourself. Ooh. And I was like, okay. And then whenever Phil would talk about sports, I was like, yo, this is sick. But then he didn't do it very often. And I was like, mm. I wish there was just like a Philip DeFranco show just about sports. Yeah. And I was like, I'll start it. I did it for like 15 episodes and kind of died off and I didn't really enjoy it in the end. And then so I stopped doing that one. And then I got back into vlogging for a second time when I turned 20, did that for a little while. And then it was kind of, I was doing that one when I started the podcast and then I just kind of fell in love with podcasting. And then that channel slowly died. And I've kind of done a little bit here and there with it from time to time. I'd like to reboot it eventually, but it's just trying to balance everything right now. So I've done a lot of vlogging with a little bit of sports news stuff mixed in there. That's very interesting, man. YouTube is this big question mark for me. I don't get it. I, I'll consume it, yeah. obviously. But being the, on the producer side of it, there it's just this overwhelming beast. And I'm proud that I at least have my presence on there. And, you know, I'm on there. But it's not my focus. And you mentioned a very interesting thing just right there. It's like balance. Mm -hmm. Like you pull a million different directions, especially as a content creator, especially in 2020 when you're seeing all these different mediums for you to post your content, to create content, to, you know, consume content and learn from people. And like, you're almost like, aha, like he's doing that. It's almost like like a shiny object syndrome. Like you'll see, it's like, oh, okay, well, you know, TikTok or, you know, oh, well, maybe I should have more IGTVs or maybe I should do more vlogging or this and that. And like, I think what I'm, I've learned, like, and, and mind you, still a noob, don't know anything, is like understanding what lane you're in and almost trying to dominate that. I think, to me, it's good to be in different places, but I don't think you actually have to be everywhere. So, I mean, as much as the Gary V's and, and uh, the people of the world say you got to be everywhere, you got to chop up, we also have regular jobs and we don't have a team chopping things up for LinkedIn versus for TikTok versus for this, for that. Like, you do have to pick and choose your battles a little bit. No, absolutely. And I think too, like I understand the Gary Vee thing and I've been very big on the Gary Vee train for a while. But I think too, like to your point, there's also a certain thing with finding a platform and owning that one platform and really kind of trying to establish yourself on a single platform. Like you said, it's important to be everywhere and like have a presence for sure. But the way kind of Gary Vee looks at it, I read, his, I read an article he posted a while ago. It's like the 80-20 rule. Right. So he'll invest 80% of his time into one platform and 20% experimenting on the rest and just playing around on them. So he has that presence, but he's focused on one platform primarily. Right. And I think that's, I think my social strategy, if you can call that, is kind of wavered a little bit. I only have one right now, but I think when I do start being more consistent, I will focus more so on that 80% on one platform and 20% on the others. Yep. Um, because I think just if you can really own one platform and establish yourself there, that's more effective than trying to grow on six platforms at the same time. 100%. So 73 episodes you said, right? 73 posted, 77 recorded. Okay. So let's talk about this journey a little bit. From your first podcast to now, like what has been one of the biggest revelations? What is the biggest revelation? That's tough. I think, I think the most surprising thing to me, it's hard to nail it down to just one. I think one, how accessible some people are. 
Mm-hmm. I feel like you look at some of these people and you're like, I'm never going to get the chance to talk to them. Like they're too big to talk to me. I think another big revelation for me is just not trying to be perfect, just be good enough in terms of like my editing and stuff like that. Um, and then another one, I think a big revelation for me early on, because I was super naive at the time when I started it, not necessarily a revelation at this point, but one person posting my podcast is going to blow it up, which I thought was going to be like, I interviewed someone like 14,000 followers at the time when I started. I was like, Casey okay, so is 14,000. He'll post it. Probably 3,000 people will listen to my podcast. Not even close. I think my first couple episodes got like 30 downloads. Yeah. You know what I mean? Feel so that. it's like, I think those are some of the biggest lessons that I've learned so far. Yeah. That's very powerful because to me, uh, I thought that too. It's like, okay, well, if I just find like a big name, they're going to ride with it. They're going to post it. They, uh, they might give you a story. They might like, you know, tell yeah. like a couple people, like, hey, check this. It, it, to them, it's almost like more of a press thing. Like mm-hmm. I'm just doing this thing. They're not actually going to ride with it as much as some of the people who like, like and this is like speaking from my experience, some of my most like downloaded or most loved podcasts were with people I'm genuinely just like friends with and just sit down and talk to and they tell their friends to tell their friends to tell their friends and that like network effect alone of just that them wanting to share it with people is so much more valuable than some person with a big name who's like it's just another press event for them that's just it and for their audience too it's like their audience has seen them do podcasts and interviews and they put out their own content Mm -hmm. whereas when it's someone that's never really put out content before if it's someone that just uses instagram to flex or whatever and just mess around post photos with with their boys and stuff it's different when they do a podcast for the first time because no one's ever heard them in that context before but if it's someone that has been in that context many times before, whether it's through their own content and being on other podcasts, it's nothing new for their followers. So it's not a crazy thing for them to check out. But when it's someone that's never done it before, everyone's like, oh, I want to hear what this guy has to say because I've never heard him in that context before. That's very, very interesting. And I never thought about it that way. It's so true. It's like a lot of these, uh, like a lot of people, guests who you get on your podcast haven't really done it before, but people are like peer through a lens that when they're looking scrolling through let's say instagram or twitter or something and you get these bits these little bites of what this person's about and we like categorizing we love putting people in a certain box right and you just kind of make an assumption about somebody but as soon as you can get more context about that person it just completely changes like how you view them which blows my mind because like now they have like you spark you planted a seed in them and they might go do more podcasts or even start their own podcast because a lot of people are a lot better than this than they think like it's it's very cool man yeah it's super cool and i'm always my favorite is when i'm doing a podcast with someone and like i'll go deep down and i'll ask about different things and my favorite's when i'll ask about something that they kind of did but stopped doing they're like you made me want to like i want to start doing that again like whether it be a youtube video or whether it be their own podcast or something like that like it's just cool when through the podcast it sparks something and makes motivates them to start doing whatever something else again at the end of the day that's almost like more important than anything because you're making an impact in somebody's life so to me that's kind of like the drug that i got addicted on with podcasting because i didn't know what i'm doing when i started you you saw me i was just like i don't know i just like talking to people let me just do that and see what happens i like learning from people um, I meet, it's like a networking tool, if you want to call it that. I'm meeting so many like really interesting people, but I don't have like a, like a, I, I want to make X amount of money from this or 
I want to, I want like, a, like fame. Like I want to be the most famous. Well, no, I want to be bigger than Philip DeFranc. I, I, I never had like any of those. It was just so just like, that's like talking to people. I like telling stories. I like hearing stories. And when I get these messages from people, it's like, man, like this motivated me to do this or oh, this inspires me. It's like, this is so worth it. This is so cool. I never thought I could be that person. Yeah, I think when I started, I think I was more so the opposite. Like, I think I wanted to find a way to make podcasting my job, but I wanted this to be a thing, which I'm not saying I wouldn't take that now. That'd be awesome if I could make podcasting my full-time job. But I think more so as I've gone along the progression of hosting my own podcast and doing it, I think the aspirations of trying to make that my full-time job have kind of gone down a little bit. And I enjoy it for what it is, and it's fun, and it's a hobby. It's a hobby that takes up a lot of my time. But I do really enjoy it. And if there is ever a potential for it to become a job i'm not going to say no mm-hmm. but i'm not going to be absolutely like my soul's not gonna be crushed if right. that never becomes like what the podcast becomes i'm cool with what it is now where i've a bit of a small tight-knit community that like to listen to it and to your point networking is probably the most valuable thing you can get out of doing your own podcast yep yep and i rec- that's why i recommend it to anybody and you know, not even like you don't even have to have guests like podcasting is so wild west like you could do whatever you could take your iphone download i guess like the anchor app or something and produce a podcast without even leaving your phone and and put that out and distribute that content if if that's all you want to do and you could talk about whatever niche subject there is a community out there you just got to find them and they got to find you and they'll ride with you that's just it like it's so easy to start your own podcast today like no one has an excuse not to yeah like it's just it's crazy so easy it is and we're gonna look back at I, I this is kind of like this belief I have is I think we're going to look back at podcasting the way we look at websites like it's just another way to peer into somebody's like what they're doing with their creative outlet it's like uh, a photographer sending you their portfolio or something hey this is my podcast this is what I'm interested in when I'm not doing my day job or when I'm not you know, doing whatever it is that I'm doing. So uh, podcasting, uh, it, I, I heard there's like, I think they just hit 1 billion, something like that. Okay. Podcasts, are like actual active podcasts that are being downloaded, only 1 million. Like at first I thought, oh, that's a pretty big number. Like that's, you, if you want to look at it like competition, that's a lot of competition. But then you think about like what a million is and that's nothing, man. Mm-hmm. Think about like YouTube, like a, a while ago, like everyone thought of YouTube as just ah cat videos and just like very random things on there. Now it's like everyone and their mom has to have a YouTube channel. So podcasting is the same thing. Yeah, I think it's only going to continue to grow. And I think too, as you move toward like move more towards voice technology, I think podcasting is going to grow. And I think another aspect of podcasting that I love in terms of being a consumer is you can consume it while doing other tasks. Yes. And that's the biggest thing for me is like I, I listen to podcasts when I walk to work, when I work out, when I walk home, when I do dishes, when like anything, I'm Save always your. listening because you can do it and gain knowledge while just doing other mindless tasks. That's, that's such a powerful thing and that's why I think the audio revolution is here. As much as I love video, I appreciate video, I, don't, I can't just sit there for hours and just be laser focused on something like that. That's why I even have a hard time with movies these days. I'm like, come on, man. Like, let's let's get to it. Like, I got shit to do. But like you said, like I had a podcast on while I was doing dishes today in the car, like on trips and on the on a plane. 
even at work like that's where my podcasting kind of it sparked in me was hey i i got is eight hours and i'm putting stuff in an excel spreadsheet why can't i listen to something and maybe get some entertainment or learn something while i'm doing that and i don't know about you but I'll, I prefer podcasts over music now. and Unless I'm overly consumed with too many things that day. I don't know if you experience this. Where I'm just like, I don't want nothing to do with the podcast right now. Like, it's just too much brain. But, it, like, those are, like, pretty much the only times I listen to music now. It's just... Yeah, I'm pretty much the same way for the most part. Yeah. Like, I... If I, I can't really focus, like, for my work when I'm doing copywriting or different things like that at work. Or if I'm writing emails for work stuff. I can't listen to a podcast and do it at the same time because my brain's yeah. like split. Same. Then I listen to music. I'm still pretty big into music. Like I put out, a, I have a, a Spotify playlist. I put out every week. Um, so I <coughs> try to listen to new music as often as I oh, can. Oh, you put out every week? Yeah, like it's. I think it has like 11 people follow it. It's Sweet man. Songs for Sunday. I've been doing it for probably like two years, two and a half years now. Wow. And it's literally just like what? It's 50 songs. If I add six songs, I take six songs away. And it's just like a curation of all the new music that I'm finding. Wow. You're yeah. the opposite of me, man. I am so bad with that. Like for me, music, I'll hear a friend play a song in the car or something. And I'm like, oh, this, this song kind of slaps. Like, what's it called? I'm like one of those. I don't do any research on my music. I suck at playlists. I'll make a playlist, go hard on it, abuse it. Like, like murder it. Like, the, I don't want to hear these songs after I've been through this playlist and then never update it. So the the constantly updating, the, that's power. I like that a lot. I might start doing that. Yeah, so it's like a public playlist. And like I said, I think 11 people are subscribed to this playlist. But it's more so like for me than yeah. anything, right? Like, is there so I have somewhere where these are the 50 songs I'm currently vibing with the most right now. And as I find new songs, I'm just going to keep cycling in and out. And so that, that playlist is public. And then I have, a, so it's called songs for Sunday. Right. Then I have a private pub or private playlist. I'll probably make public at some point, but it's called everything since Sunday. And it's uh, like 500 plus songs that I've had on the songs for Sunday playlist that I've just cycled off of it. Right. So you still have them and you can mm-hmm. capture them later. Interesting, man. Like every time I meet you, uh, every time I see you, I learn something new, man. Another like random thing that yeah. you're just doing. I don't but. think a lot of people know about that one. It's just kind of something I post about it maybe once every f- couple months, but yeah. like literally like the most low key thing that's not a big deal. Getting back to your podcast, my social life for a second. You've had some really, really interesting guests on there, and like you've said, even yourself with massive followings. Like uh, I forgot, was it Justin o- o- Odisha or someone? I, I listened yeah. to that one with, with the he huge YouTube following, and I loved that podcast. Just listening to it, it was so chill. Your questions are so, so insightful. Like they they actually make your listener, uh, your guests take a second and like oh wait like it almost hits him in the face like damn like okay what do i think about school or like what do i think about like certain things and i find that really interesting man that's like that's a skill thank you that's cool to hear was it always something that you had or is this something you like crafted and worked on and got better at i think it's crafted for sure i think it's like it's all in my prep work because i think i actually suck at having a conversation like i need my prep work <laughs> so i think that like it's definitely crafted it was never a natural i thing. disagree you're doing it right now you don't have any prep work in front no, of you no but it's easier because you're asking most of the questions <laughs> I, and i'm answering Fair. but like i'm bad at just i think i'm bad 
every single podcast I've done is super structured, so I've never done one without it. But I think I'm bad at just being off the cup. I don't think I could do it. Interesting. But and also my podcasts are narrative based, so I right. go through their story from beginning to end. So I kind of lay that out on paper and everything. Right. Um. So yeah, definitely a crafted skill. <coughs> Sorry. Uh, and that's one thing. Like when you showed me uh, when we we met and uh, you showed me your your research process, it's so mind blowing how much, like how how structured it is. You got this word document and it's pages of and bullet point formatted like so like I I'm so lazy I have no uh, but all that to say that must really help you. It ingrained that in in your head. The prep is already done. You've already basically done the podcast before you've even done it. Yeah, there's times I'll ask a question that knowing what the answer is, but it's a setup to my next question. Uh, so sometimes I'll ask a question to give the guest context, not myself, damn. because they need to know kind of what's going on, right? Because they haven't done the prep work I have. So if I start jumping into these topics that when they've never, they don't know who this person is, and I can't just start diving into these topics that the guests will be like, "What the hell?" So the their story kind of gives the guest context, and we'll dive into different tangents as we go. Interesting. So yeah. Interesting. And uh, so do you find that when you're asking these questions and someone gives you an answer that, you know, you weren't expecting, does that throw you off in any way? Or like, have you ever been just like, oh, well, that's just wrong? Not not too much. (laughs) And that's one thing I have worked on is trying to get better eyes. Like, so I have it all structured and trying to work to that that timeline that I have written out. But if they bring something up that I have later down on my page is jumping to that and then coming back to where uh, because it's just awkward for them to mention it and to me just brush it off like they didn't say anything and then to bring it up 20 minutes later when it's where I was ready to talk about it but if they bring it up like we ju- I'm trying to get better at jumping into that topic right away just the conversation flows more naturally absolutely so it's structured but you could call it audible yeah you know you flow you flow with it a bit more so that's something I'd like to get a lot better at man and like researching my guests and like having those those kinds of almost nardwar level like like throw people off you know it's like yeah. whoa how do you know that bro like what's going on but i it's also not my thing like so and we've talked about this before as well it's like i kind of have my own style like i didn't prepare for this if you looked at my notes it's like make sure to ask about one q interview <laughs> you <Yeah>. know <coughs> i i have nothing like other than my lightning round questions, I usually don't prepare. But there have been podcasts with that like I was a little bit more uncomfortable going into. It's mm-hmm. like topics that I'm just not as like I know nothing about women's pelvic floor health. Like I, I did as much research as I could into that before going into it. So I'm like, I don't look like a complete idiot. So at least like my that was more for my listeners, not me. I don't care if I look like an idiot, but I want my like listeners to be like man like you didn't ask anything like legit so i try to ask some decent questions but for the most part i just i just go man i just i i I just like it just flowing i but man i wish i could play that chess where it's like i'm thinking those moves ahead because i feel like i could tighten up the conversations a lot more you know yeah, that's fair. And I think like it's funny because you say that and I'm like, I wish I could be a little bit more free-flowing in mm-hmm. mine. You know what I mean? So, and it's playing to your strengths too, right? Yeah. I feel like if you were to try and sit down at your computer for two and a half hours to try and research a guest, you'd hate it. Yeah. And that was like a big rule for me, especially as I got more into the podcast and it became became such a time commitment is if there was stuff I was doing on the podcast that I hated doing, I'd cut it right away. Mm. I used to do subtitles on all my social media yeah. clips, hated it, cut it. 
there's just different things where I'm just like, I, if it's not being, it's not fun for me anymore, I'm just going to cut it and stop yeah. doing it. And I feel like if I was, I feel like just in terms of you, like you'd probably hate the research. So it'd make the podcast less fun. for Oh you, yeah. You know I, mean? I hate a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love, I love podcasting. This part right here is what I love. Yeah. This is what I enjoy. This right here is so great. So fun. A lot of the other tasks are not as fun, but there are certain things like you almost have to categorize them as do I have to do this right now for it to be successful or do I not have to do this? The ones that fall into do I, I personally, me, I don't have to do it. I will outsource the shit out of it. So that's something that's my philosophy on things. But you're a little different. You do it all. Mm -hmm. You do beginning to end A to Z. It's all you. There's no other credits on your uh, on, on your podcast how has that been challenging for you in terms of just the sheer time yeah i think it's just trying to find that time mm -hmm. that's been the biggest challenge i have cut it down substantially since i started so i always tell i think when i started it probably took me 24 hours from start to finish re, like not just 24 hours in a day but like total time added together like wow. a full day to do an episode now if you count <coughs> if you count my research and the podcast, maybe eight hours max. Wow. But that's with sitting down with someone for two hours. That's with researching for two hours. Yeah. Like I can burn through an edit in probably an hour and a half because I'll speed up the audio so I can get through it quicker. Um, and then the social clips, depending, sometimes those will take an hour. And then I schedule everything, including all my social clips. That'll take me another hour. So I don't know if that adds up to eight, but it's around there. Interesting. Mm -hmm. What's your outreach like to your guests? How do you do it? What's your process for that? A lot of just shooting my shot, DMing people, emailing people. Um, what I've started to do is try to get guests to refer uh, now. So I'm like, like if you know anybody that you think would want to do this podcast, like let me know. I'm always looking for new guests. That's something I've started doing a little bit more than I did at the beginning. Uh, but yeah, it's just a lot of like I have a, you know, you can save posts on Instagram. I save them and I have a folder of like guests I should DM and ah, I just save a photo off their that's account. That's where I should start doing that. I do the same thing on Twitter. I also have a note in my phone of guests that I can DM as well. So I probably have hundred people saved that I want to reach out to. And then I just send them an email and say, Hey, what's up? Uh, this is my, uh, my name's Jacob. This is my podcast. This is what it's about. Um, and then I have a, a paragraph. It's not just copy paste. So I have a, a paragraph that I use <coughs> to contextualize to them. I want to have you on and talk about this, 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 and this. And it's mm -hmm. stuff that's actually about them. Right. You know what I mean? So they, it's not just copy paste. And then it's just like, I also put all the content I make, I'll give to you to use if you want. So I try to provide that value for them for coming on my show. Um, and then here, if you want to check out the podcast before you say anything, here's some links to check it out. Talk soon. And then what I a just, great formula. Yeah. So I just do that for, and what I've started to do now is I've, what I want to start to try and do is send voice messages instead. So I'll email them the, the text obviously, but then send voice messages on Instagram. Interesting. Because I feel like the text just looks like, even though it's, I'm mostly copy paste I try to contextualize it I still think to them they see it and it feels kind of copy paste so if I can send an audio message that's not copy paste you have to record that every single time so I'm going to start trying to do that more I've done it a couple times but I want to keep doing it and send people voice messages plus because they don't know what my message is about right? it just pops up as like the audio wave so they have to click on it to hear it so maybe that'll see how that's going to do I'm going to test that out from time to time but that's genius yeah. dude that is that is the 2020 version of sending lumpy mail like uh like like you know a lot of marketers or like people in like advertising or something or any business will send out mail to people with some little thing in it that makes the package actually uh, okay. like kind of thick so that you you're always going to open that package cuz you're like what's inside and then once you check what's inside like then you can decide if you rock with it or not uh, other than just an envelope 
which is a DM. Smart, and, yeah, 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 yeah. So, I've never heard that before. so, that's, so cool. that's powerful. Just sending, sending, because everyone's gonna want to know. Oh, what's this person saying to me? Like, like, is there beef? Like, is something going on? What's, <laughs> yeah. what's this Jacob guy got to say? And then they hear that, and it's gonna, it's gonna stay in their brain a lot longer. And they heard heard your voice exactly. So I try to put the podcast voice on when I do. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> the podcast voice. Yeah, that's I can't relate, dude. I don't know what that is. To me, I don't. I feel like I don't really have a podcast. Yeah, that's voice. true. You don't, yeah, you don't, I don't think you do. You're just the same. Really, just, it's it, it's interesting. Maybe you have a little bit of one, but oh yeah, a little bit. Like there's always I, I'm trying to bring my energy a bit more mm. up than when I'm just having like kicking back, having some beers or something, right? But yeah, no, that's very interesting. I never really thought about that. I, I definitely feel like I have a uh, like social media voice, though. Mm, if I'm bad. doing like an Instagram video or something, that shit stresses me out, man. I'm like, God, like what do I got to... Okay, like, hey, guys, like, check this out. Or like, yeah. Yeah, like, that always felt weird to me. But it's it's like, that's one thing I learned from Hayden, right? It's like, just do it. No one cares. Just post it. Exactly. Just <laughs> keep posting. I love it, man. So this isn't the only podcast you have going on. You also have one Q interview. Talk to me about that. It's not really a podcast, but it is like... Yeah, I've kind of explained it to people. It's like micro-podcasting yeah. almost is how I've kind of explained it. So basically it was just... I need to start putting out more content on LinkedIn, but the podcast clips don't do that well on LinkedIn. So I was trying to think what else I could do for content on LinkedIn. And then I had Buster share on my podcast for the second time. He's the founder of this uh, basketball media company called Hoops Nation. And he used to do, it was, I can't remember, it was not called One Q Interview, it was called something else, but he would just do, it was like the 30 second show or something, like 60 second show or something like that. And he did the same thing. He recorded a video of himself on his phone asking a question. He'd send it to someone. They'd They'd send their answer back to him and he'd edit them together and post it. And it was when I was preparing for my second podcast with him, I went and re-listened to the first one him and I did. And he said that he did this show on his Instagram. And he said that to me and just kind of clicked his, I was like, I've never seen that done on LinkedIn. I'm just going to steal his idea and do that on LinkedIn. Uh. So it was all through Buster where the idea came from. And then I was like, it's a good way for me to network with people on LinkedIn because instead of just like trying to connect with people for no reason, Hey, I'm doing this show. Do you want to connect? Like uh, this is, I'm just going to send you one question. You film your uh, answer. You send it back. I edit everything and I'll post it and tag you in and stuff. Interesting. And so it's an easy way for me to network with people on LinkedIn. Right, and right. Then they'll comment on, they'll kind of, they might share it. They might not, but it's super easy to do. It's quick and easy. It takes me two minutes to edit them. And then it's just content for my LinkedIn. So what's your goal with connecting with people on LinkedIn? I don't really have one right now. Yeah. I think it's just good. Like, I think LinkedIn's a good place where I want to try and grow my personal brand as like a marketer mm-hmm. and in the business side and yeah. as well as my podcasting and stuff as well. So it's just good to try and connect and build those relationships. Like I'm trying to connect with other marketers around Ottawa and different stuff like that. So I don't really have a goal. I think just trying to grow my personal brand there and doing it through this one Q interview, this micro podcasting, which maybe leads to them listening to my full podcast or maybe not, but it's just a good way for me to try and build my brand and just build connections because relationships is everything relationships is everything that is very i might that's that might be what i call this podcast i think that might be it. yeah i like it i like that's the hard i i suck at titling my episodes i'm so bad at it oh sometimes i'll take like 10 minutes and just sit there like what did we talk about yeah yeah no i'm the same way i'm so bad at it so there's no like rhyme or reason to my how i title my episodes like I'm, i'm not very good at it no but sometimes to me it's just like i'll have everything else done and it's just like naming this file like okay uh well i guess we talked about real estate yeah <laughs> throw it on there fuck it yeah <laughs> whatever but uh I'm, it's funny because we might like i don't know about you but for me 
when you're producing so much every week, it, it kind of, you just get lost in it. It's hard to sometimes take a step back and look, damn, like, I've already done all this. Like, and this is there forever. Like, we're always going to look back and be like, oh, yeah, I had that conversation. No one could take this away from us. We, we're having this conversation. It's going to be put out there. And, like, barring some catastrophic, like, like, failure of all my equipment, there's a record of this conversation. And, like, our, like, kids or grandkids or, like, whatever in the future can be like, yo, what were you doing when you were, like, in your 20s, like? <laughs> go on YouTube or <laughs> yeah. go go on Apple or, or this and that. So there's almost this like y- you want it to be as great as you can, but you're balancing that with I want to put out very consistently. I don't really have a point here, but what I'm trying to say is like it's kind of crazy how we like think about the title of something and in the moment it can be pretty insignificant, but it's like it's like making something in history and it's like there it is yeah and it's like if i titled this you know relationships are powerful or whatever that was it's like yo that's there forever man <laughs> like, yeah i mean like back to the question you said earlier where you were saying like lessons i've learned from my podcast i think not caring as much is a big one and that thing where i said like i'm not focusing making things perfect and just good enough good enough is perfect because good enough is perfect to yeah. get something from good enough to perfect it's like those one percent things that stress you out that only you'll notice right like there might be like a sound you hear like i'll get my girlfriend to edit or not to edit to listen to my stuff when i'm editing it because i'm like i'm on like the second hour of trying to clean this audio and i can hear the background noise and i'm like this sounds so bad can you <laughs> listen to this and she'll be like i don't hear about ba- I, I don't hear anything and so like you get in your own head and you like so now I've just stopped worrying. Maybe there's some background noise. It's not the end of the world. Everyone like, no, I've never got a comment about all oh, your back. There's a lot of background noise in your podcast. Yeah. I think I've done a pretty good job being able to clean it up, right. but I think trying to make it absolutely perfect is just going to stress you out. And many people aren't even going to care or even notice. So there's so no true. Point. So true, man. And it goes back to kind of what we were talking about before this podcast. I've had episodes where things have gone wrong and it bothers the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. Like it, it really gets under my skin when I'm putting things out that are subpar because of the kind of that perfectionism. But that's, I, it's not like that's more, that that's so overwhelming, that feeling to be perfect or put something out that's great that I didn't put it out. Because I remind myself that when I'm at a thousand episodes, am I going to care that number 23 had like some hissing in the background or that, my friend who I sent it to to try to clean it up couldn't get it to like where I wanted it to be or I had to use my camera audio instead of like it doesn't matter man you still put it out you still but it's hard it's hard when you are the when you're emotionally almost attached to this is your baby this is like you want it to be as great as possible but it's true Good enough is perfect. I love that. Yeah, that's my. That's something I've just started developed. That's a saying I've developed through doing the podcast for sure. Yeah. What are some of your future plans with the podcast, with the podcasting space, or otherwise? I don't know. I think I have to rebrand my podcast. I think not okay. change the name, but the cover art's got to change. I think that's. I just don't think it looks the most professional, in my opinion. Um, I started it, like I said, 2018. So my graphic design skills—they aren't great now. They definitely weren't great then. <laughs> Um, it's literally just a couple Polaroids and then the font I used was dope at the time, but I don't know if you know the app. Um, it's like the stories app. What's it called? 
Unfold. Okay, no, I haven't heard of it. So it's like an app that a lot of people used to make their stories look sick. It's like templated stuff. And they have a cool Sharpie looking font in Unfold. Okay. And it's the same font that I have in my podcast. So everyone would probably assume that I just saw the Unfold font and I started using it in my podcast. But I had it before. You were the OG, man. I mean, I don't know when. It depends when Unfold started. But before I ever heard of Unfold, I was using this font. So now... It's just not, I just want to rebrand it. I'm not really on the cover, so I'd probably put myself on the cover. Yeah. It just says with Jacob Kelly on the bottom of it. So I'd want to probably put myself on that cover, maybe like looking at my phone or something because it's about social media. Right. But I would need to rebrand it and just trying to find the time to do that. Man, that, that's the hard thing to do, man. And I know we're, we've kind of talked about it already, but it's so hard with all these things. People don't understand how much goes into putting out a, a weekly podcast. And, you know, from to set cleaning up your little apartment uh you know making sure the guests like when they do come through like are 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 taken care of everything's all good they're all comfortable recording it transferring of files that's like something no one's i'm never going to post a story about like me backing up my files onto an external hard drive or like the the pain of sending files to your guests and stuff and like Oh, like I ran out of space. I'm like, just all these painful little things that you got to do. It takes up so much time. When are you going to find time to do all these things? Like, I don't know, man. I like to me, I just I outsourced editing as soon as I could. That was one thing I had to like. It was taking so much time out of my day because uh, mine is with the video component as well. And then chopping up the clips for Instagram. But those little details you talk about, like the font, are important, but also like I'm experimenting every day with a different one mm-hmm. uh, on different clips and stuff. And like, oh, this one seems okay, or this one's weird, or like I might have my brother, who's my editor, move in my uh, move my logo into the shot, whereas other ones I'll just have it like just. I'm just throwing things up at the wall. And like, so you say that your graphic design skills have improved, have improved a bit and, and this and that. Well, think about like five years from now, like it's just, it's just snowballing. Everything's mm-hmm. just building on top of each other. All these experiences you've like downloaded and stuff. Like no one could take that away from you. It's something to be really proud of, man. Yeah. I think back to your point where you outsource editing and everything like that. And with people from the outside looking in at podcasting and be like, man, it takes a lot of time. I don't know if I can do this. At the end of the day, though, the amount of time it takes is up to you. I'm sure the audio quality of our conversation right now, untouched, isn't that bad. No. You could probably take it and upload it and be done in 10 minutes. Yep. But you want to have the video. You want to have the clips. You yep. want to make sure everything's perfect. And that's where the time comes in. Yeah. So if, not just to, you, my, not just to yeah. myself as well. Anyways, it depends how fancy you're trying to be, right? So yep. you could, like I said, we talked about you could do it with your phone and yeah. that's it. Like you could literally record a podcast and upload it in five minutes if you're doing it from your phone and you don't really care too much about anything else. Like... It takes a lot of time, but it doesn't have to. Like that's something. It does something not have to. I did, like. Should I just stop doing my clips? They get maybe ten likes on Instagram. I post it over seven hundred times. My Instagram's growing, maybe two followers a week. Like it's nothing crazy. Like what's the value of me spending an hour trying to do these social clips, versus I could use that hour somewhere else. Right. So it's just like it's all in what let's say whether how fancy you want to be with it, right? A hundred percent, man. And but you wouldn't know that if you hadn't tried it. Mm-hmm. True. And, and then pivot. You know what I'm saying? So that's like, it's, it's very powerful. I And that's so true. For me, subtitles was another thing. And we talked about this when we first met. I think you recommended Headliner yeah. or, or some app like that. And 
you know, I used it and I tried it on a clip and uh yeah, it it, it I think it would get like 60% maybe of it right and you would have to physically manually go in and change the rest of it. I'm like this 30 second clip took me an hour. Mhm. Like th- that's not, not sustainable. We I can't do this. And I I I wanted to. I went full steam ahead and made like the subtitles for a bunch of clips and I was like it was like exhausting i'm like i you had to at one point take a step back and look like man this is not sustainable you no. can't, i gotta remove this activity yeah i think i did it for like the first 20 episodes maybe 21 and then yeah. after my trip to new york i was like no i'm not doing it for these like i don't care yeah and i stopped doing them let's talk about your trip to new, new york. york a bit that was a that's a pretty epic story i think the people would love to hear it. yeah so i mean so hayden and i who we talked about earlier booked a trip to new york i told myself once i hit 15 podcast episodes i could book a trip because mm-hmm. at that time i didn't have a good workflow for recording remote interviews so i was limited to just ottawa so if i wanted to get somebody else i had to physically be there so i said once i hit 15 episodes i'll go to new york city and I told Hayden about this. Hayden was like, yo, I'd love to go with you. If you actually do that, let me know. And then I was like, okay. And then one of Gary V's admins posted like, hey, Twitter, ask me anything. And I was, and I shot my shot and I was like, yo, I'm coming to New York once I hit 15 podcasts. Would you want to be on the podcast? And he said, yes. And that once he said yes, I was like, okay, I have a confirmed guest. I'm going to do this. Yes. And then I told Hayden, I'm like, yeah, it's going to happen. Hayden's like, hey, let's go. So we like booked an Airbnb. And Hayden and I were like DMing people all day, every day. And like, I always give him a special shout out because he came on that trip but he wasn't on the podcast. He was literally just there, just meeting the people wanted to come for that experience. And he was like making sure my, when my cameras would stop during the interview, he'd restart them and like he make sure all the framing was good. So I didn't have to worry about that. So he was just like a bro the entire trip. And he was just so, it was awesome having him there. And he probably booked more guests than I did, which is crazy. And uh, yeah, it was just a dope trip. We recorded 10 podcasts in six days. We got inside Vayner media twice. We had a crazy experience with Buster share, who told us to come up to his rooftop after we recorded the podcast. And we went up there and we were in Hudson Yards, which is like a fan, I was like fancy area of New York, I guess. Okay. And we got to go on top of his roof for probably like 30 something odd floors up there, Damn. like 37, I want to say, if that number's right, on his roof at sunset overlooking Manhattan. And it's just like, that's an experience like no more, tour, no more tourists don't get. But we did through the podcast and just some crazy experiences. We just, we went away for six days and worked our asses off which is crazy because I, I worked like 28 days in a row or something at that point. And then I went and worked six days up and down Manhattan and it was just a crazy experience. Yeah. I got into Vayner media, met a ton of cool people and yeah, it was awesome. That whole experience, like no one could take that away from you. And it probably provided so much fuel mm-hmm. and like motivation for lack of a better word for you to like continue on. It didn't, it didn't right. Cause New York was so epic and there was so much, and there was like three pods a day. Like there's a new podcast every day. And then I come back to Ottawa and that's not happening anymore. Right. So there was definitely a lull and lack. Like I didn't miss a week. I've only <clears throat> missed one week and that was between my third and my fourth episode. Other than that, I've hit every single week. There's been a new podcast, Nice. but there was like definitely a lack of motivation, like a lull for me where I was like, Oh, I'm not in New York anymore. I'm back in Ottawa. Uh, it's like coming back from a vacation. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, oh, I'm not going to VaynerMedia on Tuesday to record a podcast. I'm sitting in my apartment doing it. Like that's yeah. not as cool, but interesting. I pushed through it. I found a good workflow to record remotely. Um, it was actually shout out. It was a guy that used to do Gary V's podcast named Seth Feingers recommended this program to me that I used to do my remote podcast now. So I'm able to expand my network that way, Interesting. which kind of keeps things fresh. So sometimes it's in my apartment, sometimes it's not. Right. And I just kind of pushed through that lull. So it was definitely motivating being there, but there was a, a serious lull and like a lack of motivation when I came back. That's a, that's an interesting take, man. And like, 
Man, uh, why do you think that is about Ottawa? Like, what what is it about? And and maybe it's not even just specific to this city, but what do you think it is about just being here and just not being elsewhere, where it's like the opportunities are just. I don't think I don't think it's an Ottawa specific issue. Um, I think travel one just is always special whenever you're somewhere new, a new environment, and you're having new thoughts, new experiences. Yeah. Also, there's just something special about New York specifically. Yeah. I'd never been there before. Oh, really? Ever. This that was my your first, first time. time there. Okay. Yeah. I loved it. There's just something in the air in that city where every single person is working towards something. It's a hustle. No one's in New York to chill out. No. So, and there's just something special about being there. And I really liked that environment. And Interesting. like, even like Hayden, and I got caught in rush hour one time and I was like, this is cool. <laughs> there's just people everywhere. Everyone's got a mission. Everyone's doing something like everyone's chasing a goal there. And there's something special about that. I love that, man. That's a great story. That's why I love that story, man, so it's, much. It's so cool. It's just, yeah. it, it's like one of the highlight experiences, I bet. For sure. Like, yeah, it's just, so at the same time, where it was unmotivating when I came home, it also like really did put into perspective why I'm doing this podcast and look at this crazy experience I got because of it. That would have never happened. Like if Hayden and I had gone to New York and just been like, yo, we want to meet for coffee and talk to you for two hours. They'd have been like, not a chance, man. Like this is, again, it's New York. They've got, shit to do but because we're documenting it and talking document the conversation to post later everyone was so receptive and they wanted to do it so i thought a cool thing about new york too is some people that we met there had big followings but they were so humbled and like i've always said like i've been big dogged in people from yeah. ottawa that have like twelve thousand followers <laughs> right yeah i've seen that but i go to new york and again like i don't care that they like teach their own but like when we recorded with gary v's videographer caleb you remember after this sticks with me still. Yeah. He took us back down the elevator, back down to the, to let us out. And we went down. He was just like, Hey guys, thank you so much. It's just so cool that you wanted to interview me. Like, this is awesome. Like he was just so thankful and so stoked that we were willing to do that. And even that on its own, I thought it was cool. And we walked. So like we come down the elevator bay and we walk out the elevator bay and we turn right to go down and he calls back to us. He's like, Hey guys. And we turn and he like came running. He's like, seriously, thank you. This meant so much. Oh, and then he turned God. around and went back up to his office. And I was like, this meant that much to this guy. Like that meant like it probably meant more to him than it did to us. And it meant yeah. a lot to us to be there. Yeah. So it was just cool that like, even though like in Ottawa, someone with 80,000 followers is probably a great, like that's a lot, but in New York, it's not a lot. And it just meant a lot to him that we were willing to talk to him. Yeah, but it meant a lot to us that he was willing to talk to us. So I thought that was a cool thing where people in New York were actually super, super humble. Humble. Yeah. yeah. I love that too, man. And to me, I experienced something similar when I uh, got to meet Sherrod mm -hmm. of the Red Blacks, Sherrod uh, Baltimore. Super cool guy, super humble guy. I didn't know that when, like, if you just looked at the dude, you might be like, you, you might completely think different. Just if you're judging a book by the cover, let's do long dreads, tat it up. I don't know, like, what if, what if, I don't know what he's like comes in here he's like bro you're a superstar that was the first thing he said to me i'm like bro what like it like it like knocked me off balance i mean he's such a nice dude obviously has a very uh, rough story and upbringing mm. and like has been through a lot of adversity but he like having having getting to meet someone like that who's just so overwhelmingly positive and just feeds you energy and boosts you up and like yo Brody, you gonna be a superstar. You gonna be big. Like, man, thank you, man. Like, it brings you up. It really brings you up. And those kinds of people, they fuel you. They 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 give you, they're like who you wanna embody. Like, 
when you get your 80k 100k whatever followers one day you're gonna always remember to give the little guy a chance to be humble no matter what numbers you hit or how much is in your bank account or whatever you know ego fulfilling things are out there you're just gonna i'm always remember sure like the way sharad treated me i want to treat other people make them just feel like hey man you have value doesn't matter all the other bullshit you're interviewing me so thank you like that's i love that man that's great that's, yeah it was super cool that's awesome man um moving on a little bit let's talk about uh what you do for work and some of the side hustles you might be into yeah, so I mean, my job is I'm the digital coordinator for the Ottawa Red Blacks. Yeah. So I'm responsible for their social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I do quite a bit of the email communication. So like their marketing emails and stuff, I'll write a lot of those. And then I also do some website content for them as well. So I've been with OSEG, as you mentioned, is the ownership group of the company. I've been with them for over two and a half years now, which is crazy. I started with them. I started first doing what I do now. I did it for the Ottawa 67, so the hockey team. And I started when I was 19 years old. Um, so I've been there for almost two and a half, like, yeah, two and a half years now, wow. coming into my third year. Um, I did 67s for two seasons, including last year. I traveled on the team with, during the playoffs. They nice. set a OHL record. They won the first. They swept the first three rounds. They ultimately lost, unfortunately, in the final round. Um, but yeah, and then I moved over to the Red Blacks for the last season. So I'm coming into my second season right now. And you mentioned side hustles. I have a couple like marketing clients and stuff on the side right now. But nice, too man. crazy. Yeah. You have a lot of skill sets, man. Like you're like you got your hands in a million different pots. And it, like I look up to you so much for that. Like I have a hard time even balancing a few different things in my life. So that's like badass, man. You Appreciate got the copywriting, that. you know, you got the marketing talent, you got the podcast going on so like you're only gonna you're only gonna hit success but my only thing to you is like make sure you don't burn out man yeah. because there's only so many hours in the day and it's tough to balance everything and like i don't know when you find time to do your laundry or go to the gym <laughs> or spend time with your girlfriend or just unwind and watch a movie when you're doing all these things it's very very difficult and one thing that i'm learning through this whole process and everything is that and, and like, I know we talk about like balance a lot. I, I believe there's no such thing. I don't think there's a such thing as ever achieving complete balance in all these different pursuits. And, and this is because you simply, you can't, you, you have to give something up to get something else. And so whether that be sleep, whether that be hanging out with friends, social, social things or whatever other things you like to do with your life something has to give so you're not gonna ever achieve perfect balance but if you could just try to find that perfect formula of harmony while keeping your sanity man just keep on hammering bro i think i've done a decent job at that like to your point there so i do all that stuff i go to the gym every single day i sleep seven to eight hours a night my girlfriend and i still find time to hang out and I get everything done. I would say probably the area I'm lacking the most is my social life. Like, not my podcast, but my actual <laughs> social life. Um, I think the social life is doing just fine. Yeah. <laughs> so I think, like, honestly, like, the, the joke now is, like, I think my big, biggest aspect of my social life is the podcast, my social life. That's where I get my most interaction because I'm just working all the time. Yeah. Um, I try and do the coffee meetings every once in a while, but I feel like I don't get out and, like, hang out with people as much as I probably should. And that's probably the area where I'm the least balanced. Um, but other than that, like, I'm think I'm relatively balanced. There's no like crazy late nights for me. I'm pretty serious about trying to get to bed 
by 11.30 and I'm up at 6.30 to go to the gym before work and stuff. That's but, solid, man. Yeah. Man, I, well, I think then, like, in that case, you've, you, you've actually got it. Knock on wood, like, figure it out, bro. Yeah. But, uh, you know, knowing you, you're going to want to put even more on your plate. And something's going to sure. have to give. For sure. So, always just keep that in mind, man. Like, But, yeah, man. Like, I've, I've really enjoyed this podcast so far. If you can believe we're already at an hour. That's crazy. So, But you would believe that because you've done so many of these. Yeah. You, you know. Um, one kind of last topic I really wanted to talk to you about before I let you go is social media and i know we touched on it a little bit before but what are some of your you know favorite social media platforms not just for you to use but just on a on a like usability basis out there that's an interesting question i'm almost kind of way as i'm interpreting that question i almost want to run through each social like how i personally use them Yeah, yeah i think tiktok's great i've had a big tiktok kick like at the end of 2019 i've definitely slowed down on it I don't really, I haven't posted in a month, month and two months, maybe even at this point. Um, I think it's cool. I think it has probably the strongest algorithm of any social network. Yep. Um, I think it's the easiest one to go viral on right now. I uh, like their hashtags. Yeah. I, I like how they feed you the hashtag. It's like here, mm-hmm. this is what's blowing up. Yeah. So that's an interesting one. I like TikTok. Twitter, I think is really cool. I think Twitter's great for networking. And I find, I think people will be the most accessible on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Like I found often, like I'll go to someone's Instagram and they have 200,000 Instagram followers, but 6,000 followers on Twitter, mm. right? So they're less, so Twitter's a great place to network and good for like, for business and stuff. Like what people view LinkedIn for, if you're using LinkedIn, Twitter's also a very good platform yeah. for building relationships and connections. Right. LinkedIn, of course, as well, is another great platform used in terms of like business to business. It's a great place to grow your personal brand, organic reach. Organic reach. On LinkedIn that's is what really good say. right now. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to take advantage of to grow my brand. Like I think LinkedIn is the platform I'm probably paying the most attention to. Um, Instagram, I use it mainly as a communication tool at this point. I think Instagram is super relevant from a cultural point. So, I've stopped trying to be serious about posting every day or every couple of days on Instagram. It was actually, I talked with Hayden Haynes. Like I just post when I have something to say, there's no point in posting when I don't have anything to say. Yeah. Um, so that really kind of clicked with me. And I, so now I'm not worried about posting every day on Instagram. Just like yeah. I'll make my Instagram, my highlight reel in the key moments. Instagram stories, of course, can be that every day. That's super easy, that raw. Cause it goes away after 24 hours. Yep. But in terms of communication, everyone's on Instagram. Right. So I can't just not go on Instagram, especially cause I do a lot of like, podcast i don't biz dev isn't the right word but podcast biz dev through instagram dms and stuff yeah so it's really important for that so that's why i think i still use instagram is for that communication uh youtube i think youtube if i could only i this is kind of after a podcast with buster he kind of the way he framed it and the way that made sense to me is if i could only post on one platform is youtube mm. but youtube's just the hardest one to be consistent with right because yeah. making a five, 10, 15 minute video every week, twice a week takes a lot of work versus two photos on Instagram. Isn't that hard? Yeah. But it's the most, if you want, if you can grow on YouTube, it's the hardest to grow, but if you can grow, that's where you have the most loyal following. Yeah. And it's the easiest platform to, once you've established that fan base to cross pollinate them to other socials. That's true. Like you don't really see, you don't see very often where someone will go like 300,000 on Instagram and then they'll be able to make all of them go subscribe to them on YouTube. No, or Twitter like, or, yeah, or anything like that. But you'll see like yeah. Logan Paul, he has millions of followers on Instagram, on TikTok, like they go everywhere he goes. Yeah. But you don't necessarily see that from other social platforms. Interesting. So on YouTube, if you can build that following, you can grow platforms super easily, but right. it's hard to do it in reverse. So how would you, like, what were what some of your recommendations for someone who wanted to go on YouTube from some of the people you've you've talked to and mm-hmm. seen seen their platforms grow? What would some of, like, your top recommendations be for them to get that following? 
Like, what should they care about if they're what going on they YouTube? What should they do? It should should it be about consistency? Should it be about posting clickbaity videos that are gonna get like the views? Is is it trying to get subscribers? Like, what what is it? Yeah. So I do actually have done a substantial amount of research into YouTube. There's a guy I used to watch a lot of. I've fallen off. That's one of the things again I had to stop doing just in terms of timing. His name's Roberto Blake, and he had a playlist. Love about, this guy. Yeah, he's great. He had a playlist called How to Grow as a Small YouTuber, and I watched. And some of these videos are like three four hours long live streams that he's ripped and posted in this playlist i've watched probably 20 to 25 of them i took notes the entire time so when it comes to youtube the biggest two things like this is simplifying it down is click-through rate and watch time okay so if you have a clickbaity video that's not good because yes you're getting the clicks and the views but youtube cares how long you sit there and watch that video for yeah so if someone clicks on your video and it's clickbait and they realize it's stupid and they bounce right away after three seconds YouTube's going to take note of that and they're going to stop showing people that video because like, well, people only watch this video for three seconds. I don't right. want to show it to them. So they'll stop. And then, <laughs> so you need... Uh, sorry to interrupt. It's all good. I thought Rick rolls right away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but so with that, then you need to create engaging content, whatever it is that will keep people on that video for a long time. And then your click-through rate comes down to your title and your thumbnail. So you have to make sure that people are clicking on whatever it is that you're doing. So Don't that's hard important. to, both of them, like there's no like do this and people will click and do this and people will watch your videos. You just have to test and experiment and see what's working. If you see one video gets a lot of click through rates, look at that thumbnail, figure out how you can replicate that for future videos to see if that continues, if that trend stays. I've seen some of Logan Paul's like their, their thumbnails and they're these silly, like if I, if I had to make a Logan Paul style thumbnail right now of this podcast, mm-hmm. it'd be you making a funny face outlined and blown up mm-hmm. huge and then some like partition and then my face doing some other crazy face yeah and people are like oh what are these guys that, that, well, that's the emotion the face right because if you and i were just in there with like plain faces yeah it's like, bored, no one's gonna click on that right yeah. so the most important two things are your click-through rate and your average view duration subscribers don't even really matter like you can see people rank a youtube video and they have like 13 subscribers <laughs> my my interview with just dustin who's yeah. the biggest guest i've ever had on my podcast has recently gotten picked up by the YouTube algorithm. I don't know why. I didn't change the tags, the description, the thumbnail, the titles. All stayed the same. Probably had 100 views at the beginning of 2020. Had 3,000 by the end of January. Wow. Is sitting at over 20,000 views now. Wow, so 17,000 views. But Congrats, I, dude. It, thank you. And That's I think, huge. So it's gotten picked up in the algorithm because it has, it has an average view duration of an hour and a half. Wow. So a good average view duration on YouTube after watching those Roberto Blake videos is probably five to seven minutes is solid. This is an hour and a half, an hour and 27 minutes. So YouTube's pushing it to people and people are watching it. So YouTube's continually pushing it to people. So my biggest advice when it comes to YouTube, although I'm not the greatest test case, like I'm super lucky. I don't know why people are still watching this Just Dustin video, but they are. But from all the research I've done, the most important things when it comes to YouTube, it's not your tags. It's not your, it's literally your title and your thumbnail that makes people interested. And then once they click on that video, you have to make sure they stay there and watch it for a long time. And if people are clicking on it and actually watch that video, YouTube's going to recommend it to other people. Interesting. Mm -hmm. And so for you, has that resulted in more people subscribing? I think so. I've got 20,000 views, probably like 40 people have subscribed. 40 extra people. Yeah. So that's probably still, 60 and now I'm over a hundred. That's still pretty good, man. It's hard to get 40. Like I, like I've been doing this for nine months now, consistently posting almost every week. Like I missed this last week. Ironically, mm-hmm. I was sick and stuff. As Things you know, happen. Things but, happen. but, uh, I have, I think just 
I just got like 180 subscribers like mm-hmm. and that's like I'm happy with that like that that fires me up like that's 180 people actually signed on to YouTube yeah. which is I think the biggest ask like <laughs> most people because it's like people I know right yeah most people won't want to even do that work right there even though everyone has a Gmail mm-hmm. or a Google account you know what I'm yeah. saying but it, it's funny man like I don't even think it really matters it's just keep putting it out just blindly just keep posting because exactly like that video is doing well my last two videos last two weeks my video that i put out today and the one from last week they have no views both of them Damn. so it's like whatever i'm gonna keep posting like it doesn't take me a long time to do it so i stopped doing my clips on youtube because that was the thing that i stopped enjoying and again it's if i'm not having fun with it i'll stop doing it that was a big so, thing man people yeah. everyone told me is like you gotta you gotta chop your what are we at? Like over an hour now? You got to chop those up to bite-sized little things. It's like, yeah, I, I get that. But I, I don't have the time to just mm-hmm. do that for every medium. Because yeah. then I'd have to chop one up for IGTV and mm-hmm. then make one for TikTok and then one for LinkedIn and then for Facebook and this, that. And like and some people will say, use the same video. You can't. There are different dimensions. There's different like mm-hmm. things that actually do matter. Like someone's going to look at your... Anyways, uh, all that to say like you actually... It, it does it does matter what you pick and, and enjoy and understanding that being consistent is more important than just you know following those views exactly consistency the most important thing and back to talked about earlier if you're going to do anything just pick whatever platform and focus on that one because it's going to be harder for you to try and grow four platforms at the same time than focusing on one and growing that 100 percent, man this has been a great combo man i feel like we could definitely go on for hours like as you know you know this feeling it's just like we could just keep going keep talking about a million different things but i think we should uh, probably wrap it up is there anything i missed that you really wanted to talk about or, or bring up in the podcast i don't think so okay awesome man thanks so much for coming out but before that we're gonna do our lightning round so i do just quick five questions you know the spiel um and and they don't have to be lightning like just answer it yeah Uh i used to call like my i have a similar thing called a rapid fire yeah but my rapid fire questions are like deep meaningful questions that no one's gonna answer in like two seconds how could you expect people to give you like an answer for something and and my problem is sometimes i'll i'll ask follow-up questions and Mm -hmm. like oh well can we go down this rabbit hole like but anyways um what are three podcasts you listen to oh damn Ah, three podcasts that I listen to. Can I look at my phone? Yeah. Yeah, go for it. And this is going to, you might have to edit around this. No, 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 I won't edit shit. You're good, man. But let me see. Let me look at my most listens to podcasts. Can I give you more than three? For sure, man. Because I saw some of the average person subscribe to like three podcasts, but I think I'm subscribed to over 55. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. This is so, looking at it right now, Spit and Chicklets is one I listen to all the time. (laughs) Of course. A Diary of a CEO, phenomenal okay. podcast. Never it's by this it. guy named Steve Bartlett. He is the CEO and founder of an agency called Social Chain. It's one of the biggest social media chains in the world. And basically what it is, is is he'll take his diary and he'll like read you points in his diary and elaborate as to why that's important. He does interviews as well. I don't enjoy those as much. Such a good podcast. Diary of a CEO. Okay. Another really good one is called the North Star Podcast. It's by this guy named David Perel. Okay. And 
oh, David Perel, he's a great writer, a right? Fantastic writer. Yeah, I follow him on Twitter and I love mm-hmm. his content. I read his blog posts, but yeah. I think he just started another podcast as well. And it's a lot more bite sized. Okay. Yeah, but but yeah, I want to listen to North Star. Yeah, North Star. And like you'll feel smarter every time you finish re- listening to that one. Like he's just so smart in the way that he can navigate his conversations are so good. I want to get him on my podcast. Yeah, I asked him one time. He says he wasn't doing podcasts. This oh. was about a year ago. He's okay. like, I'm not. He was just on a podcast and I was like, it was like one of his good friends. He's like, I'm not really doing podcasts right now uh, but maybe one day who knows yeah right um i listen to impulsive logan paul's podcast um, i watch that one yeah on youtube See, I don't, and i don't watch anything on youtube yeah. i'm not a youtube consumer that's fair that's one i watch um i listen to a conversation with which is philip defranco's podcast that's a okay. good one um another good one it's episodic so i'm done it now but it's called slow burn and they did a like a documentary series on tupac and biggie and they had like people that moved with them back in the day on the podcast so that one was super interesting because i'm big into like the tupac tupac and biggie and the whole that whole story that was another important one. gary v obviously uh monster dc sniper is one that i'm currently going through right now which is about like so apparently there's a guy in like virginia in the states in 2002 that would had like a legitimate sniper rifle and was like one shot he would shoot random people and then he'd be gone and they couldn't find him I'd never heard of this before. And it was like 2002, like it wasn't that long ago. And so it's like a whole doc. They caught him eventually. Like I'm not, but it's a whole documentary on that. Uh, Tim Ferriss is good. <laughs> I'm surprised that's not a Netflix series. Yet. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's coming. I, Tim Ferriss has got a good podcast. Yeah. I like uh, his Joe Rogan, depending on who the guest is, I'll listen to. Yeah. Those are long. Um, yeah. They can be super long. Yeah. What else do I got on here? That's pretty much it. Of course, it's not that deep's pretty good. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm always trying to find new podcasts, different things. Uh, I just recently started listening to the James Altucher show. I'm like one or two episodes into that one. It's kind of like a Tim Ferriss-esque show. That one I really enjoyed. But yeah, I listen to a ton of different podcasts. So if Dude, has... I'm blown away right now. How do you have that many? Like, I can barely focus on two. And I don't know, for me, once I started making one, I listen to podcasts less. Interesting. It's, it's hard for me because I just... I'm too busy. Is it a time thing? It's a time thing. And so I will make time for it only when I'm doing other things like we talked about. But I'll never just sit there and listen to a podcast oh, the way either. I used to. Never. Oh, I never have never done that ever. Yeah, but like it's it's tough, man. Like what how do you how, like how much space on your phone does that take up? Like, I don't even I have no idea. That's what? But I <laughs> I speed up my 55? podcast. Probably. Oh, you speed them up. Are yeah. you are you a 2x guy or a 1.5x? No. Two and a half to three. Oh, you're crazy. <laughs> oh, you're nuts. Yeah. Uh, that's why. Yeah. I can't yeah, I, I can I, get through depending on like who the podcast is with. That is depending on how fast it goes. But depending on the podcast, I can get through an hour podcast in 20 minutes. Has this made you talk faster? Probably. Because you talk fast. I do talk fast. That's I talk. I feel like I talk slow and that's because I listen slow too. Yeah. I like a just normal speed. <laughs> I yeah. tried 1.5 once and I was like... I don't know. I feel like I'm missing some stuff. When I go from sped up to normal, normal sounds like it's in slow Slow. motion. (laughs) Like it's crazy. So that's that's all right, man. That that's crazy. Okay, interesting. Uh, Next question is: What superhero do you think you'd be? I've gotten Clark Kent before, just because of my glasses, or Peter Parker, so Spider-Man, Superman. Okay. Um, I don't know. Ah. I could, I, I could see the Spider-Man a bit. I yeah. could see the Spider-Man. We'll Spider-Man. But then uh, the glasses, uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, That's yeah. why I like to ask people. Cause, yeah. Like, for me, my answer, I just like to say Hulk. <laughs> Fair. Uh, your favorite way to unwind after a long day? 
probably probably playing NHL. Nice. Like that is my one thing. Throw out some chill, eh? I love it. What like uh, what year? Amount. What uh, which like the most current? Most one? current one. Oh uh, yeah. I stopped playing after like NHL thirteen. Was it thirteen? What was the last good NHL game? Fifteen. Yeah, man. Like I I I feel like they fell off after that. I just love it so much. Like <laughs> I've made like so you can do an expansion team. So I did an expansion team and I designed everything and like. <laughs> It's so much. I just can't man. get enough of the sports and so the and the fun. podcasting and just yeah. you love what you love and I like that. Yeah. Man. Next question is, uh, who's your biggest role model? Oh, that's tough for me. I don't know. Someone you look up to then, or so, so, someone like if you had to have like a vision board or something, this is someone I want to model. I mean, obviously Gary Vee is probably a big one. Yep. Like he's just been super influential to me the last couple of years. So he's probably my default answer is Sweet. someone I look up to. Awesome. The best advice you've ever received? I don't know where I would have received this or I've kind of just figured it out through myself. Like, I'm all, like I always ask my guests this question, like the best advice you've ever received. And I used to ask and from who oh nice but i can't remember anything like i I, not a clue like any advice i'm about to give you no idea who or when it happened but the advice i always default when this question comes up is just start just start whatever you're thinking about you want to start a podcast just start it youtube just start it. you want to start a business just start it yeah because by thinking about it and researching and trying to figure out how to do it you're going to learn so much more by actually doing it and putting in the work to do it like i said i started my podcast in july i got gear at christmas I sat on it for that long trying to make sure I was ready and I knew what the show would be about and all this stuff. And I was still not prepared. It still took me 24 hours to do an episode when I started, right? Yeah. Six months of prep work and I wasn't ready. Yeah. Just start because you learn so much more by doing. Just jump off the deep end. Mm-hmm. That's how you learn how to swim. Mm-hmm. I love it, bro. This has been fantastic. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I'm sure we're going to have more podcasts in the future. Just keep going with it. And uh, I'm really excited to see where we're going to be a year, two years, five, ten years from now, because these are still the crude beginnings. Mm -hmm. Like, even though you're 70 something episodes in and I'm 31 now after this, um, there's this we're just getting started. We're just scratching the surface. So very excited to see your growth. I'm glad to call you a friend and, and someone that I look up to. And thank you for coming on the podcast, bro. I appreciate that, man. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure being here. Awesome, man. Uh, Just remember, folks, it's not that deep. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another episode of the It's Not That Deep podcast. For access to exclusive articles and content, please head over to www.itsnotthatdeeppodcast.com. And to help me grow this thing to the next level, here's what I need you to do. Go ahead and subscribe to my podcast on all platforms, wherever you listen, and share with all your friends and family on all social media. And please leave a rating as well. Remember, it's not that deep.